KKNW iRadio 76 proudly presents the 515 Show with your host, John Sarver. Who's at the 515 door today? I'm telling you, we're so looking forward to this. It's only because we have been in Fordland for so long. <laughs> it was kind of fun. I'm telling you, when um, there was there was a uh, like a little Chrysler show that was on Gratiot a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, and and we had a blast. And I'm telling you, sometimes these Chrysler shows are um, they're cool. You know, but when we got to this one, it was outstanding. It was unbelievable. It was everything that people told us about, and, and we loved it. And uh, we didn't think anything until we, we met this gentleman. And, you know, it was like, come on in. You got to take a look, see what we've got in store. And once we did, oh. it was like, no, it was heaven. So talk about heaven. Let's call in Dave Radcliffe. Hiya, Dave. Hello, sir. How are you? Dandy. Now, here's com- the fun part. Now, we should say, David, your title over there is what? Parts and Service Director and Manager over Restoration. Which means he's rich. Okay, good. <laughs> he's our, our friend we want to have. Now, this is at Gowling's, Roseville, Moparts. How close are we? Good. Yeah, real close. It's <laughs> sold Gowling, Gowling Automotive. Uh, in Roseville, Michigan, and uh, our sub-base that we do the restoration is Roseville Moparts. Gotcha. Okay. So now, here we go. And, and we're not going to be selling anything or anything, but you know what? It's for Moparts, so we'll make an exception here. I'll talk to the guy who owns the station. Don't worry about it. I guess a good-looking fellow, from my understand. Anyways, um, <laughs> it, it's you're, you're located almost if for the old Eastsiders. You're almost where the old Detroit bakery was, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere. The exact building. Yeah, and so you can still see like an old sub bun right next to some 340 heads in the corner if you look hard enough. All right. That is correct. (laughs) Hoffa's in there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you want the job done right, make sure it's done with a Chrysler product. All right, so. Yep. The the big picture here is you guys are nothing but 100% Moparts, hence the term, right? Chrysler Parts? Correct. All right. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we can get something for a uh, 61 Belvedere, if there are 64, I should say. However, you guys lean towards mostly high-performance parts, right? We do. Uh, we cater pretty much from like that 66, 67 up to like 71, two area, but um, we're not shy of chasing parts for the older cars. You know, David, how did this all come together? Because I'm sure Mr. Gowling probably didn't wake up one morning and go, you know what, this would be a great idea. <laughs> no, so back right around 2006, um, I had a fortunate uh, dealing with Goodmark at the time when they became came out with all the sheet metal. So I approached the owner. We had a little downturn in business here. So I said, hey, I know a little bit about this stuff, so let me, um, you know, do an order um, with good marks. We got the order in. We found two 70 CUDAs that we wound up starting building for Autorama. And uh, we wound up building the 170 CUDA in, in just over 95 days. We had it ready for Autorama as our our showpiece to um, – we 
we use what we sell. So we use it as a marketing tool and then it just flourished from there. You know, we had a little bit of online presence. Uh, we sold the parts within the dealership. So we created a business within a business and it just took off from there. And so I assume you, there is a real Mr. Gowling, right? Correct. So Bill Gowling is the owner owner of the group. Um, he is a true car guy, tried and true. He was excited when he bought the uh, dealership back in 09 from Mike Real. And um, there was a heavy interest in the restoration business because he is a car guy. He has probably about 38 of his own cars. He's got a uh, condo at M1 Concourse. Wait, 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 wait. He's got 38 cars? Yes, sir. Three, eight. Yep. Okay, so how do people get into his family? (laughs) Gene pool. (laughs) I was born in the wrong one, I can tell you that. (laughs) I mean, does he invite you over for the holiday parties? Do you get to drive around Um, in one of the 38s? I've drove, driven some of his cars. I mean, he's very eclectic. He's got, you know, uh, an 84 Buick Regal all the way back to Airflows and pre-war era Jeeps. So he's got, got an Airflow? He's got a couple Airflows. He's got a Purple Demon. Um, he just took delivery of a new jailbreak a couple weeks ago. Um, so all these last call additions, he's going to add to his collection as well. I, I'm thinking that Mr. Gowling is not married, correct? I mean, oh, his, his, his <laughs> wife, his, he's married and he has two, two sons. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. It takes a, a rare woman to have like a whole lot of cars like that. You know, and the, really the wild thing is that if he's got a couple of airflows, good Lord, for folks who don't know and shame on you for not, you know, that was mm-hmm. Chrysler's venture back in the day of, of like a technically so far advanced vehicle. It wasn't real. You know, and, right. but it didn't sell because people didn't think it was flashy enough or whatever. But function wise, I mean, it set up Chrysler for, you know, the long run that this is where engineering first. And, and sometimes, you know, they kind of didn't hit it with the pencil with it for the design. But, you know, that's yep. wild. And so, yeah, this, he's a, go ahead. Go, you go and finish. I mean, that, that's got to be wild that, you know, that you really, you know, were on the hammock one day and said, you know what, I think I'm going to go up to Bill and say, uh, I got a couple million so we could start this place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, uh, money's good. Money's a good problem to have. <laughs> I mean, how much did you so, have to twist his arm for this? Um, well, you know, when we started back in 06, we were under a different ownership. So, when Bill acquired the, this mm. dealership in own, own, gotcha. 09, yep, yep. he took a he took a high interest in it. And his statement to me then was, he's seen where I've been able to take it to a small internet presence. And then we moved it into the bakery in fall of 20. And we just been growing there. And his sentiment then was, is he wants it to see it as a full-on restoration shop. So since your visit there... You know, I've had, you know, myself, a mechanic, and two parts guys, and now we've got eight guys. So I've been able to hire two more mechanics and two full-time body guys. So now we're all-encompassing now. Oh, we Now, here's for, for folks who don't know, and if you haven't seen the video, you should, and I think what we'll do is we'll repost it. But when we were there, there was not one but two of the only car in the world that matters 
And allegedly, all number, I can't say allegedly, all number matching superbirds were sitting right there, right there. You know? Yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty ironic there. Two good customers of ours. One was an automatic, one was a four-speed, both vitamin C orange. Um, very nice cars, very nice cars. I mean, Dave, how do these people find you? I mean, of all the places that are around here that you guys specialize in the Chryslers themselves, you know, especially mm-hmm. in, the, in the muscle car era, you know, I mean, how do they find you? Um, well, you know, Mopar is a small pond you fish in. So mm-hmm. being, being a, uh, a person of interest in that pond, I've, I've been able to network and connect with a lot of the people around town, we sponsored a lot of car shows. We had our own car shows. Um, have you seen the scene that you, the car show that you came to? Mm-hmm. That was our startup show again. Um, you know, we had 130. We've had probably almost 250 cars here at one point. Um, so I've been able to network over the last, you know, 18, 16, 18 years just doing parts online with people. And, you know, now we're doing all the Gen 3 parts, which has gravitated a whole new customer base. And we ship all over the world. I mean, we got great customer base in Australia, Michigan, you know, down south, out west. Um, so, um, yeah, just being able to take care of the customer and listen to their needs and being able to provide to them has been the big success that we've had. You know, have you? What was the the furthest country that uh, you had to ship something to? You said Australia, but anybody else? Quadar. Really? Who's got the money? <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. We just shipped a whole 392 crate uh, assembly out to a gentleman out there, and he's looking to buy a Hellcat now. So there's people everywhere who wants parts, and uh, you know we're fortunate enough to be able to do that type of business and compete with everybody else in the pond. Yeah, but, but I mean, uh, you know, the cool thing about your place is that, from what I saw, I mean, there's places that sell <coughs> Moparts. And there's places that, you know, sell high performance and all that joint. But when you go into your place, you know, it there is like a enthusiasm. It, it, it's kind of like, like Norm walking into Cheers, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, especially with all the Mopar guys, there, there seemed to be what we were seeing is that everybody that was in your place had like the secret handshake. You know, folks, were, yeah. it, it, there was some stuff that you guys had was, it was just mind-blowing. I mean, stuff that yeah. we, we've only heard about, and there it was in the real. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the cars that come in, the ones that you have to fix, now I guess we should go back on that one, too. The gentleman that you have, or gentlemen now, I guess, or, or maybe ladies somewhere in there, um, that are your mechanics, these are guys that know uh, what a timing light is and what dwell and dual points are, right? That is correct, and we got a dizzy machine, too. <laughs> wow! Here, I'll, I'll yep. dust off that one. Okay, but I mean, yep. Yep. The, the thought is that your mechanics know these engines. They're not some guys that that you just learned. You know that you put on a computer and you tune it and you go. These guys actually know these engines. That is correct. Yep. Yeah, master ASC certified guy. He actually does. Uh, Vince is our main mechanic, actually on the dealership side and in restoration. And uh, he feeds the energy off of this stuff. He just, he eats it up all day long. He loves it. Now, is is that the gentleman that started up the Superbird for us? Yes. 
Yep. Nice guy. Hell of a guy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, he's, uh, he's a super great guy. He's been here uh, 38 years, I believe. So he's, what, 40 now? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. Almost 40. It's got to be fascinating. I mean, when people come through that door, you know, and say, hey, look, I just happen to have you know, the, the uh, Color Me Gone car here, and I need it a little bit of touch-up on it. Can you bring it in? I mean, is there any car that you saw come through your door that you went, whoa? Mm, the, Cor- the Corky's movie car that's here, I mean, that's a, a George Barris build car, so it's kind of like, whoa, there, because you can't really touch that car up, but I'm not afraid to work on any other cars. I mean, how did you get that Corky car? And, and explain to people who might not know about the movie car what it is. So it's a one of two cars that were alive. The movies, I believe it was a mid-'70s movie called Corky's. And it's a 67-based Barracuda that George Barris modified. Um, got some overwheel flender fenders, got slot mags on it, uh, weird rear spoiler, weird interior modified the front end a little bit and it's <laughs> yeah and it's a four-speed car of all things so the owner of this one actually owns a numbers matching lime green superbird that was in the shop the month before so we've had the pleasure of working on a few of his cars um so he brings it in routinely he's got a uh dukes of hazard car the actual one of the movie cars he's had a few of those we've worked on um, you know, we've had a couple Daytonas in, we've had a couple Hemi chargers in, so a little bit of everything, but it's, just just like when you take care of that customer, um, and you have and earn the respect of them and the car, you get that business and then you get the word of mouth. So, and this is where we've been benefit of like on the part side, we've always had a car to reference. So the big thing is, is we're not just order takers. We actually can tell you the what and the how and any associated parts go with it. So if you call any of the other big box stores, you get a guy that's just punching part numbers. When you get Ryan or John on the phone or myself, you know, we're going to walk you through it and tell you, you know, oh, you're missing this or ask you the questions about how your build is going. And now with all the Gen 3 stuff going on, you know, we sell two or three crate engines a month and we ship them everywhere. You know, and I just had a conversation with a good customer in Missouri today. Um, he's got a 70-day coated Hemi, Gen 2 Hemi, that he wants to pull out and put a 392 in it. And he wanted to know if I wanted to buy it and trade him. I'm like, sure. So, and we got our own cars we're building. You're building your own cars for? For sale. No, I mean, I should have said for a quarter mile, for round track, for what? Nope, they're restoration build. So what we did is we bought some projects for uh, wintertime uh, work for the mechanics. And right now we have two 69 Cornet RTs, a 70 Charger RT, and a 67 GTX um, that are in various stages of build and paint right now. So once we get those done, they'll be for sale on the website and, you know, for retail. Right now we're doing pretty much OE builds and uh, body work for customers. We've got a couple insurance jobs and... You know, we're just trying to make things work, take care of the customer. Insurance jobs for what kind of cars? I mean, obviously, early Mopar, well, quote-unquote early Mopar cars. But, but, I mean, 
how many people rack up their GTX and go, oh, damn, <laughs> I need a fender? <laughs> well, it, it happens. You know, um, the one car that was at our car show was a 68 Red Cornet. We put quarter panels and a whole back half on that car a few years ago before we really got in the restoration. Um, but since then, since we brought the body guys on in the first of the month, one of their customers that came over and he had a mis- mishap in his garage where a drop power line hit his garage and caught his garage on fire, and he was putting his brakes on a 69 Cornette. Oh. So, ironically, the light blue one that you saw at the car show is a twin to this car here. It's a base Cornette, but it was his father-in-law's car. So he hurried up, put brake fluid in it, put the front wheels on it, pushed it out, but it did sustain some fire damage. So I'm working with the insurance company now to help him get that car repainted and back to where it was. So are you guys going to do the Gowling Moparts Insurance Corporation? Corporation? <laughs> um, no, I don't think we'll go that far, but we're willing to work with all the insurance companies out there to you know, get these cars fixed and get them fixed right back to the customers. Yeah, because that's got to be tough. I mean, yeah, you're right. You, you have an all-number matching AAR Barracuda, and oops, something happens to it. You know, I mean, really, that's got to be tough for the insurance company. I mean, how do you write that up? I mean, it, it, it's tough. You really have to look at the condition of the car and see how far you can blend into it or if it's going to be a complete paint job or not. And it's just really working, you know, with the, with the agent to understand what the car is. You know, if there's a lien on it, what's the insured or appraised value on the car? how high you can write the estimate, how much is, you know, the customer going to be responsible for. Yeah. You know, like this guy, he's got a ding in the quarter panel. That's really not an insurance, but we're going to have to blend into the quarter. So, you know, where do you, where do you start and stop with that? But there's three different colors on the car, and there's a big gouge on the roof. So we already have to blend down into the quarter panels. So I have to call the customer and say, hey, there's a dent in your quarter. You're responsible for that. This is what it is to fix since we got to paint it already. So it's it's – you really got to split hairs, you know, with all the insurance companies, and, and the classics are even a little bit more defined because you really have to understand what you're dealing with. Yeah, I'd almost think, I mean, thankfully for, like, the mid-2000 Mopars that, you know, for all those crazy colors that they had back then, I mean, the plum crazies and all that, I, I don't know where you get those paints anymore. Obviously, you have to do some really nice stuff with PPG to get, to get those mm-hmm. colors, but... I mean, man, for somebody to have to blend that, talk about an artist. A lot of spray outs. So, you know, you just basically doing spray outs, changing your tensors to metallics. Um, we've got cameras to check um, the actual spectrum of the paint to get a baseline, and then you just, you just modify it from there. Wait a minute, cameras? <clears throat> mm-hmm. All yep, right. It's a full-spectrum camera that you actually set on the paint. And it actually takes an ultraviolet picture of the paint to give you a true color. And then you load that into the, into the computer, and it'll tell you its closest match. And then you just adjust it from there. You know, that's on one side of it, Dave. But on the other side of it, what if somebody says, look, I have this fine 67 Barracuda Formula S, and it did come with bronze on it. But I'd really like to have a really, you know, a different paint color. I'd like to do something a little bit more custom. Can you guys do that? Absolutely. Yep. We do. We round it down to the closest color that they would want, or show them a spectrum. Tell them to pick it. Kind of like going to Home Depot or Lowe's, looking at the paint chips. Basically, do the same thing. So what you do is you do a spray out, do a couple of variants of the color, 
show it to them in the light and in the darkness so they, they understand what the color looks like in the dark and in the light. And then you just go from there. Wow. Okay. And so if you wanted to have some custom stripes on it, not tape, but real custom painted stripes, you can do that too? Yep. No yep. wraps. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. You know, Dave, yeah, my one paint, the, the one body guy I have here, he's actually had a couple cars to SEMA this year. So, you know, oh, really? I'm pretty confident in our abilities. Yep, pretty confident. And, uh, you know, they're good painters. So. Dave, how did you pluck this guy? <laughs> Both of them. Both um, of them. You know, the lo- local business that, uh, you know, the owner had passed and the son didn't want to run the business anymore. So uh, we wound up talking to him over time, pre and post his father passing. And uh, we took him in and uh, trying to continue what they started there. And we're just moving forward and growing the business. You know, we hired him in on as good employees and, uh, you know, trying to take care of them and uh, navigate the waters of restoration and just, we're just keep forging forward to grow the business. You know, how did you come up with that one, too? Because, I mean, if you've been doing mechanics and parts and all that stuff, I mean, when did the apple fall in your head and go, you know what, maybe we should expand since I think across the street or across the parking lot or whatever they may have a downdraft booth over there maybe we should get folks on our side i mean how did that come to you well came from mr golling himself in 2019 when we talked and walked through the building you know his sentiment was he wants to see that building to be an all-encompassing restoration full-on build site from the front of the building to the back so we're, we're achieving that and that was two years ago so we're almost there so in 2023 um, we'll have everybody migrated into that building, and uh, we'll actually be doing that. We have all the, you know, B&E body frame fixtures here. We got rotisseries, all the tooling, bead rollers, jigs. So we're ready to go. I mean, how many folks will come in, Dave, and ask for uh, a full rotisserie? Um, since they found out in the last three weeks that we have actually have what we have here now, I probably have about a dozen people that's already put their name down for body work. Chinga, chinga. Yep. Why don't you yep. run over there to talk to Mr. Gowling and say, hey, boss, <laughs> things are paying off. We may need to expand into your building. Well, that's true. That, that's always a possibility to need to have more room. So, um, you know, we're willing to walk and run, and right now we're jogging. So um, we see a lot of a lot of potential down the road with what we're doing and you know all the other shops around town or out of state you know they're backed up mm-hmm. two three years with doing restorations right now we're probably you know into the spring summer with what we have right now but uh, i'll entertain talking to anybody about you know working on their car in I'm, all aspects dave would you think about expanding even more <clears throat> i mean more people more stuff more par yeah, absolutely you know, right now we got a 1950 F100 we're actually taking apart right now for media blast and a full, full body and redo. Wait a minute, a what? 1950 F100 Ford pickup truck. Oh, I thought you said that. All right. Yep. Well, yep. I... We're mixing the blue oval in with the Mopar. <laughs> Good man, you yep. see, and we don't discriminate. Everybody gets to come through that door. <laughs> you got it. You got it. How did you know? We do have. We do have customers right now that buy uh, Chevelle and Mustang parts. You know, we just don't let it out of the bag. (laughs) 
because our fo- <laughs> focus is Mopar. You know, we don't want to discriminate against some off-brand you know, vehicles, you know, <laughs> you know, the Chevys and the Fords. But uh, you know, we'll work on them and we'll we'll do work on them. So those low production cars, yeah, those things. <laughs> yep, those hundred to one cars. Uh, it, it's it's amazing. I mean, even more amazing is when you walked in, and I don't know if if everything was set up when we saw it because it was the car show and they had like a lot of parts all over the place. I mean, not all the place. It's not like it's somebody's backyard or something. But it, it was there was parts everywhere, engines on stands and front ends and and chrome still in their uh, wrappers mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, is, is that part getting? I mean, the stuff that you've got. Was some of the stuff that I saw, I, I didn't even think you could get anymore, frankly. You know, and mm-hmm. the one parts that we did see, normally you see the cheap knockoffs, and these weren't. You know, I mean, but it looked like it was getting cramped. I mean, is it time mm-hmm. for a big warehouse? I mean, how are kind of those new old stock and OEM things, how is that business going? I'm um, good. You know, we do have customers around the state that. You know, they'll call me from time to time and say, hey, I got some NOS stuff for sale or I've got some used parts. So I'll either go look at them or they'll bring them up and we'll come to a number and I'll buy them and we'll sell them through the store. Because, you know, for doing parts for almost 20 years online, we have a pretty good customer base and they know what we can get. We deal with two salvage yards out of state, you know, three or four actually. But um, there's really nothing that we can't get. And if we do, we'll tell you right away it's unattaining. But we've had good success with the dealer network of finding NOS parts for customers because we are a Chrysler dealer. So I can use that to our benefit, um, along with all the gen three stuff. But, um, you know, when it comes to selling that stuff, it's not really a museum for me. It's all about providing a service for a customer. If they want the part and I can get it, I'll sell to them. Yeah, but it's wild though. I mean, if you know your Chrysler's whatsoever, just walking into that little area or actually big area, frankly, you know, mm-hmm. and you just see some of those parts, your mouth just goes, whoa, I've never seen one of those yeah. in, 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 in real life. I mean, has there something come up to you, Dave, and said, you know, I need this part, and it just stumped you, but yet you could still pull it off? Um, I'll, it's, it's Very few it will. A lot of times guys are buying cars in boxes, so when they bring me that erroneous part, I'll look at it and say, it's an off-brand part. It's not a Mopar part. So... And, and they'll get a chuckle because they don't know what they're looking at. But there is once in a while I'll get a part where uh, I'm not sure, so I'll try to do some research for them, and I'll try to get them the right answer. I was going to say, because how many times do people say, look, Dave, I need to get um, valve covers for a, a 273 Commando, the true black finish with the, the vent or with the little rib things on the top. Can you find them mm-hmm. for me? I mean, do, has there been anything that I was going to say stumped you when they said, look, we need to find this part. Can you find it somewhere in the world for you? And then you scratched your head and go, where in the world will I find something like this? Well, with the salvage yards that we deal with, they have networks as well. So a lot, a lot of times they horse trade to get me the part. So um, there has been instances like... Pre-63 parts are pretty difficult to find. C-body parts are difficult to find because nobody really makes them. So you really have to find good original or NOS parts. So it's understanding what you're dealing with and really being upfront and honest with the customer or sitting there saying, I can get it or I can't. 
You know, last thing we want to do is over-promise and under-deliver. But, you know, with John and Ryan down there, they do a really stellar job with telling the customer, very black and white, yeah, I can get it or no, I can't. Or, hey, give me some time. You know, give me a day or two. I'll put some feelers out and see if I can get it. And if we score, then we get it and ship it to the customer. Wow. I mean, shouldn't you guys have, like, a big mail order side? (laughs) All right. Look, Bill Gowling, if you're listening, these (laughs) folks need more room. You know, this thing is obviously going to take off, and it's doing gangbusters. How long did you say you were there? Just a couple of years, right? Yeah. uh, Mr. Gowling bought the dealership in December of 2019. Yeah, right. Okay, but look at how far you've come in three years and in COVID years. Okay. I, I would because we've been able to, we've been able to reach out past our normal our normal you know when you can reach past your normal group you know your uh, local group and you can reach past that and expand that you don't really know where your boundaries are at until you find them right now I feel we don't have any boundaries because we ship worldwide so when the economy or some things are slow here they may be gangbusters off or across the one of the ponds you know so. We don't look at it as too much of a demise or a down point. We look at, we always have potential. We just got to keep asking the right questions. Yeah, but I mean, you can have all this, but if you don't have folks like you talking to the folks across the counter, who's obviously your enthusiasm comes through the speakers here already for what you do. I mean, this doesn't seem to be like a nine to five tip for you, Dave. No, I'm not. My phone dings all night long. You know, I have to silence it sometimes. Uh, my wife looks over at me sometimes and saying, are you working? And I'm like, nope. And I'm just sending a link to the website for somebody who knows where they're at. Um, so I generally don't, you know, I don't sleep much, but I work a lot. You know, um, you know, I started that problem when I was 14, but nonetheless, um, you just got to keep networking. You got to keep communicating with them. You just got to keep putting yourself out there and letting them know what you have and what you have to offer. I don't sleep much, but I work a lot. How much do you sleep at night, Dave? Um, generally four to six. Four hours? Four hours. Yep. All right. Yeah, four to six is usually my, my play. So how long have you had this bad cocaine problem? How the hell do you um, do what you do in four hours? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, and if anybody that's built a Chrysler engine before, you know that <laughs> cocaine is cheaper than some Chrysler parts. <laughs> oh, you got that right. You got that right for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's sticker shock when you went there, but I mean, even back in the day when Grashed Auto Supply was still around, you know, it was like camshaft for, um, you know, L- LA Motor, A Motor, I should say, you know, it, mm-hmm. 700 bucks for a 340. You know, have a, but if you want the Chevrolet 350 right here, right in uh, Chatham's or Great Scott's, we got plenty right next to the you know Walnuts. It's like, yeah, right. okay. The fun thing about what you guys do, and it is, and I know that you do an F-150 and you don't turn anybody away or something, but if you're any kind of Mopar people, I don't know, Dave, have you noticed that Mopar folks are a lot more loyal? They are, and this is where you got to earn their trust and their respect. You know, um, with the clients and the customers we have local to us that bring in their cars, like the two Superbirds, that was word of mouth. Um, the dark blue Hemi Charger that was here, he bought that at Mecham last spring, and we had the opportunity to work on that car because it was word of mouth. Um, you know, 
$300,000 cars are coming in the door and we're, you know, because the customers trust us. And that's, that's where it comes is we've been able to build that trust out of respect. And, you know, we take care of each car and each customer at a time and focusing on and listening to what they're saying and what they need and what the car needs. And then we prioritize lists by that. You know, the Hemi charger was a laundry list because he bought it at Mecham, didn't know anything about it. So we had uh, the vehicle actually inspected and validated and it had the original carpet in it, all the original sheet metal, the original engine and trans in it. It had a racing history. So there was a misnomer that it didn't have this or that. Well, when the guy came out, he says it's all there. Bonus for the customer. And we took care of that for him and he was happy. And I've got two more cars he's bringing in uh, next week to have validated and go through and, you know, make sure the cars are mechanically and sound. And, you know, this is where, you know, we're, we're in that pond and everybody in the area is, you know, listening and looking. Yeah, and then they tell two friends, and then they tell two friends, and they tell two friends. You know, and it goes both ways. If you're really a jerk, they tell two friends, and then all of a sudden, there's uh, the Detroit Bakery is back in your slot. But doing what you're doing, you know, it it sounds like I would be looking at that U-Haul place there and going, "Uh, folks want to sell soon? You know, <laughs> you we do have a building. We do have a building adjacent to the dealer just south of us that we're looking at procuring. You know, sometime. Um, we don't know what our you know where our potentials are going to be. We know where we're at right now with uh, parts, mechanical, and production of cars, and getting the restorations done. Um, so we're definitely open for future work and expansion. Um, we're going through that right now. And as a dealer, you know, we're continuously trying to grow. So um, being able to just listen to the customer and take care of it, which is a principle of any dealer, we just adopted that over in the restoration area, and, it, and it's it's worked. I mean, you it, it's got to be amazing, and I know that we talk about it a little bit too much. It's only because in this day and age, you really don't have the person at the quote-unquote top that is interested mm-hmm. in what you do they're interested in the quarterly reports. They're interested in that bottom line. But, man, it, yep. it's got to be amazing when he walks across the parking lot and he sees the Superbirds in there. He sees all the bays are going. He hears when you knock on the door and say, hey, man, we got to hire. we got to go big, you know. And, and for him to sign off on it, I, I assume he signs off on it, you know, that's got to be phenomenal for you because look at the trust you built up with him now. Oh, for sure, for sure. Mr. Golling uses it as a showcase. Every time he walks through there when he's here, he smiles, grins and grins. He goes, you know, he loves the display. He loves everything on the wall. He loves the cars. He's a true car guy. He can relate. And uh, when the Chrysler executives are on this side of town and he brings them in, he right away he brings them to there and go, look what we're doing. You know, I'm pretty confident that we're, besides a GM dealer in Texas, we're pretty much, I'm pretty confident to say that we're the only Chrysler dealer in the country that do what we do at the level that we do it. Yeah, I mean, you you guys are almost like Grand Spalding Dodge again. You know, I mean. Pretty close. Look at, because in those, and look at how long those cars, Dave, I still have that fond memory attached to them. You know, or a Yanko, mm-hmm. if, if you go with those small business cars kind of thing. Um, it, it's it's amazing how much you know, especially if you see a Mr. Norm on the side or a Grand Spalding Dodge, and of all the other Dodge dealerships, Chrysler dealerships that were doing high performance stuff, that was like a one plus. You know, when you saw mm-hmm. the car came out of there, you know, I mean, on the other side, 
you know, can you talk to Mr. Gowling and say, hey, look, here's a new Hellcat. Why don't you bring 10 over to our side? Let's uh, tweak it a little bit, and then we'll sell it as a Gowling Hellcat. It's funny how you say that. We just talked about that the other day um, in a couple conversations with the VP and the GM here that we're looking to do a DSR conversion on a car or two. And what was the response? Sure. Really? We're looking for a vehicle. Yeah. So the DSR 1150, we actually have it in in stock. Um, So we're going to potentially look at some form of Hellcat, um, Challenger, probably non-wide body, and make our own wide body kit for it, put a DSR 1150 in it, flash the trans, beef it up a little bit, and make our own custom. So you're going to call it the Dave? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) As long as I can take it home. Okay, well, I mean, it, these things have to have a date. I mean, or a name on it. Think about it. How long Grand Spalding? I mean, that's stuff from half a century ago, and it's still w- incredibly worth a lot. You know, for you guys to it, come it, out it now, yeah. it, it's incredible. Yeah, so it's definitely something we're looking at. We're already talking about possibly doing a SEMA build for next year. Uh, now that SEMA's out um, and done, you know, we're looking at what Chrysler's ramped up with that new 1500 Gen 3 uh, Hemi they have along Mm -hmm. with the DSR motor. So we're kind of conjuring, you know, what can we possibly do in 23 to possibly hit SEMA, you know, with a car and or two and see where it goes or, you know, just start doing custom builds here and keep forging forward. So, Dave, are are they thinking about doing any kind of sponsorship for races or or campaign (laughs) a car or something? We do have a local drag pack car that we did talk to a little bit at the car show. Um, it was that red one up on the corner. We did have a little bit of conversation with them, and I think going into this season coming up, we'll have further conversation with sponsorship with him. We would rather sponsor a local guy that races local than a local guy that races down south. You know, for mm-hmm. us to put our name out there, it really needs to impact, you know, our market and a little bit of outside of the market. So, but yeah, it's definitely something we're already looking at. So, psst, Dave, why don't you drive it? <laughs> um, I could, maybe. Yeah. You know, if I get certified. Yeah, I mean, it's not that terrifically difficult. <laughs> and considering that, hey, those people won't know if a, a Superbird's missing for a weekend, will they? That's true. Or the Daytona. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we got a couple of Daytonas that flourished in through here. So. Yeah. You know, you got to do carburetor testing anyways, right? So why go on you gotta, gotta make You got to make sure the throttle to brake acceleration <laughs> is good. You, you, you got to make sure everything is working order. You know, everything <laughs> rotates really well. That's <sighs> why we love Dave Radcliffe. Yeah, okay, that's that's exactly right. You want to make sure, you know, that, that uh, Dana is working correctly, right? You got you to gotta make sure the fluids are moving at our RPMs. Excellent. You know, we got a short test track here, and we get it gone. <laughs> and not that kind of gun, folks. But lucky you that you guys are right on Grashit. I mean, Grashit Eastside is nothing but traditionally Mopar, you know. And so this is almost for folks who don't know, Grashit is, I don't want to say the junior, the AAA ball of Woodward, but if you're hip enough, there's there's three kind of traditionally in Michigan. There's Telegraph, Woodward, and Grashit. Grashit being on the east side as Telegraph being more in the west and, and Woodward somewhere in the middle. Woodward has kind of the name and reputation, but if you knew anything whatsoever, East Side is where things were happening. I mean, the Shadow Woods teams were there. I mean, Grashad Auto Supply yeah. started there. I mean, I'm, 
I mean, I still think Chatterwood's over there still. They just got a new place, I guess, maybe. Um, it, it's an amazing place, and for you to have that much real estate there at 11 Mile, especially at that red light, considering that when that red light unfortunately drops green and the throttle body seems to stick, doggone it. You know, I don't know why my tires smoke like they do around Cowling. <laughs> we we have a good rapport with the local officials, I can tell you that. I bet you. I mean, do they ever come in you and know, say, look, why don't you tell these people to cool it? <laughs> they, they'll, they'll look over, you know, and we'll look, and, then, you know, they may ride up on the side of us and say, hey, what you doing? And then we'll, we'll show them the repair order in the window, and it's like, we're just tuning, testing, and tuning. We gotta, we gotta make sure it works and goes. Yeah, can't give the customer an, you know, an no. unhappy car. No, because then they won't come to the east side, and they won't eat at the east side restaurants, and then we, you know, be harder to pay taxes, harder to pay for cops. See how that all goes? Right. You know, amazing. It's, now it's a sick, sickler problem. It's not even a problem. It's helping everybody. <laughs> you got it. That is true. All right. So next year, there's going to be another car show, I assume. Over, yes, over. Sir. All right. So we better talk about that uh, in the few minutes that we have left. Okay. So it's coming next year. The brilliance of having it late in the year. And, and I was, it made sense when you told us about it. Why? Why you don't have it in June? Tell the folks. Um, cooler weather. Um, it's the like the last kickoff for Rob before you put your car away on the east side. Um, we pushed it back to first weekend in October because weather's usually fairly good and the cars run a lot better. And it's really the last show on this side of town or in the state. Um, and the customers enjoy it. You know, they're, they're happy that after a 12 year hiatus of our show, we brought it back and it showed, you know, we had about 130 cars here. And a little overcast, a little wind, a lot of mm. sun, but, you know, it was a great time. And uh, I positioned it at the end of the year for exactly that, you know, uh, cool weather. I'd rather walk around a car show with a with jacket and be comfortable than a June or July or an August show sweltering and the car's baking, not running good. Well, I, I'm telling you, there was, there's a thing called an NJS, a no junk show, where it, it it's almost looks like something where it should be at Cranbrook. And there's mm-hmm. a very few shows, car shows, because anybody who has a parking lot has a car show, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and God bless them all, you know, for bringing whatever you got. But there was absolutely, absolutely no junk at at your show. And it was, you know, I, I don't know if anybody was doing any kind of awards. I didn't see anybody passing out anything. I mean, the DJ, that was a cool touch, you know. Mm-hmm. But whoever has that white charger and i think it was a 66 or something i'm getting into that family too god bless i don't know who that thing was but that was an incredible car yeah there was a couple couple really nice hemi cars here um there was the blown roadrunner that was here mm-hmm. the drag pack car um, a lot of nice nice cars a lot of chrysler employees were here that you know i've been selling parts to for years and it's the support from the local uh you know car group twisted axle you know, those guys were here. They brought, I think, 10 or 15 cars just themselves. And those guys are gearheads. You know, they, they drive their junk, as they call it. And, uh, you know, good group of guys. And, uh, you know, we've been fortunate to where we've we just got a good customer base. And our local people that we deal with, uh, they appreciate what we do, and we appreciate them. And, you know, it shows by the turnout of the car show because 
I know the car before I know the customer, but when I see the car and I can put the customer to there, then, then I kind of, Oh, Hey, how you doing? But, uh, it's a good time. It really is. You know, we're just thinking too. I mean, is there any chance that before the show, I mean, somewhere in June and somewhere in May, you guys will have a car and coffee? Yeah, we did talk about that going into the spring where we're going to start up a cars and coffee probably once or twice a week. Um, we do do cars and coffee at M1 Concourse now through Gowling Automotive. Um, and that's usually once a month out there where we'll sponsor that. And then we usually take uh, one of the old cars out there and put it on display with new car display out there. But we will have some type of cars and coffee starting up in the spring here to keep the traffic coming. Funny enough how I knew all these questions beforehand, isn't it? Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about your mind reader. Yeah, that to me is kind of cool because, I mean, M1's nice, but, you know, the common guy can come over to Gowling and hang out, and everybody knows where 11 and Gratiot is. Pop off 696, there Mm -hmm. you go. You know, hopefully Gratiot will be all put together so it's not as crazy as it's been the last couple of years. Um, Yeah, they just finished it, actually. New asphalt, folks. So for those who have Mickey Thompsons, I'm just telling you, it's easier to rough them up on those. Hurry, come quick. <laughs> Go where the where the air is cold. Talk about you know what, Dave. We haven't even got even into your background. I mean, you just <laughs> didn't show up one day, and Mister and whomever was before Gowling, I guess Jim Real said, you know, Dave, you look like a Mopar guy. Why don't you come in and work for us? <laughs> it's funny. So. You know, my dad and my grandfather uh, retired out of Jefferson North, so I've kind of been a Chrysler guy all my nice. life. Yeah. And, um, you know, I bought my first Challenger in 85 when I was in high school, and I still have the car today. I actually painted the car the year before my twins were born, and that was 25 years ago. Wow. And I actually have that car still today, and actually here in the shop, we just did a little bit of work to it. But, uh, you know, I just gravitated to it over the years. I bought cars, you know, as parts cars to put that car together. And then always been into it. Went to the Mopar Nationals and local shows and just networked with people. Knew a lot of people just from trading parts. And then as the year has gone on at the dealership, you know, I started as a porter. Walked as a mechanic and then got into parts and then life happened. And then I gravitated into management, ran parts. Um, ran power sports for a few years when we were Yamaha and Arvicat dealer. Yeah. I was the GM of that. And then we closed that up and then restoration came along and then fast forward till now, it's like the job picked me. It was kind of weird because, um, when I look back, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't know what this job was. I didn't even think it was a thing, but you know, I was going for, you know, to be an electrician and <laughs> it just picked me, you know, life happened and fast forward. Here I am. I got three kids later and, you know, house bills and everything. I'm just working, 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 and it's all good. But yeah, I can be probably pretty say I've been a, a Chrysler guy all my life, and you know, you, I could say that. Yeah, but the cool thing is that you know the difference between because some of the big box stores, you know, if you ask them for advice, you know, oh sure, you can put these W two heads on that three eighteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, right. you know that's why it's so much better. I mean, Chrysler knows. Folks who are pulling their knee, and that's the polite version of saying stuff. You know, when you have a Chrysler to Chrysler, when you can talk direct, direct connection, if you will, 
you know, then they feel so much more relieved that, okay, these guys know what they're doing. And Chrysler guys will test you. I don't know if Chevrolet or Ford guys won't, but Chrysler guys will throw you a couple of questions just to see if you really know your stuff, and then they'll be your best pals forever, if you answer correctly. Yeah, it's all about trust. You know, it's like once you got their confidence and trust, it's like, you know, they're they're a customer long-term until they don't need you anymore. But, uh, you know, the people who drive the new cars have old cars, and that's, you know, we established that a long time ago, and... um, you know, it's a good thing. And, and you're right. You know, the customers will call and they'll say, hey, can I do this and can I do that? And we'll say, no, you really need to do this. Or, And if we're not sure, we'll tell them we'll try to get them the answer. We're not going to give them the, try to give them the wrong answer, you know, because that's just the wrong thing to do. Right. You know, because, you know, for us to call Chrysler right now and, and call the hotline, they don't have the answer because they can't tell you what's available. We can tell you what's available because we see it, sell it, order it. All, the, all day long. No other reason to go anywhere else but 11 Mile and Gratiot, as far as I'm concerned. All right, Dave, in the just a few seconds that we got left, we better start talking, naming some names here. The folks you work with in your place are whom? Um, John Soulier, Ryan Radcliffe, uh, Vince Jugowitz. Wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. Eric Coop- It's just kind of weird how we try to slide that one through the pile there. I'm thinking it's kind of weird that people have that uh, Radcliffe name on the back there. Little nepotism. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So Ryan is my son. He's he's doing a good job over there with John doing the parts gig. Uh, You know, Vince and Mark are the mechanics with uh, Jacob and then uh, Vinny and Eric are the body guys. And, uh, you know, I got eight good guys working for me now, and we all have the common goal of getting the work done and taking care of the customer. All right, and we better talk on the other side, of course. There's Mr. Gowling, and the VP on that side is who? Uh, Matthew and Michael Gowling are the VPs of the corporation, and Bill's the owner. Funny enough how we have to only know two names, Gowling and Radcliffe, and they run the whole establishment. Not bad. Well, <laughs> not bad. Not bad at this facility, I tell you. All right. So quickly, too, if they want to get a hold of you, how do folks find you? If, if folks need parts, if they need advice, where do they go? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, the best thing to do is go to the website, RosevilleMoparts.com, and then you can search any part you need there. There's a question tab um, if you have a question or can't find it. Um, and then there's a ask a question tab where you can email us directly, and one of the three of us will get back with you within a, within a day or if not shorter. Wow. Or you can just give a give us a call directly at uh, you know the five eight six eight five nine twenty six hundred number if you're in the U.S. You know if you're outside you gotta play the time zone game. Mm. Yeah, but oh well, it, you're going to go to the right spot, and obviously you're not going to be you know to some big box place that go. Uh, let me see now, uh, you know, and they give you some kind of um, I don't know two o two head for a slant six. Okay, there you go. Heads ahead. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Dave right. Radcliffe, thank you so very much for being Will you come back on with us a little Absolutely, later on? Absolutely, my friend. Awesome. It, it, folks, it, it, it's an incredible place to go. If you're anywhere on Gratiot <laughs> whatsoever, it's on the northbound side. You're not right. You're, you're about a mile and a half or two miles from the Roseville Police Department. So, you know, if your tires have sticky compound, you know, let the folks at Gowling know that, um, you know, you're going to try to help them out a little bit. It, it, amazing. Thanks, David. Thanks so very much for being with us. I appreciate it. Thank you again. All right. Thanks, Dave. Bye now. Take care. Thank you. Dave Radcliffe, 
it's <laughs> everything that you heard there is exactly how this guy is. And if you and we really here at CKW always go under the the saying that the captain sets the tone for the ship. And Dave's enthusiasm that you heard come right through that radio, that's a genuine dude. Chrysler people are very enthusiastic because it's out of the three, we're kind of the smaller, if we call we, Mopar and us, you know. And so we, again, Mopar people know the secret handshake. They know, you know, the difference between, you know, an RB body, et cetera, et cetera. And they appreciate it more because there's obviously less cars and, and, and less engines and stuff. But the performance were there. Chrysler has this huge history. You know, I mean, at one time that Chrysler even put out uh, a thing saying, you know, you can run whatever funny car body you want, but thanks a lot for running our Hemi engine in there. I mean, if it wasn't for, for that Hemi, you know, where's racing today? However, says the Ford and Chevy guys. However, it's it's a fascinating place. You go inside of it, and it's it's one of the it's kind of like Best Buys for Mopar or, or some kind of micro center for Mopar or something like that. They just have some fantastic stuff, and they're as casual as you heard Dave. You know, I mean, we were so knocked out with them. As soon as we walked in there, we we signed them up to come to a five fifteen. Uh, we're gonna go back there, and man, if they got a, a you know coffee and and uh, muffin show. We're going to be there, too. It, they attract high, high, high caliber cars and higher caliber people because everybody that was there at their thing was just as friendly as they could be sitting on the chairs. You know, and folks normally get really weird when you get close to their car, especially if you have one of those big Elvis belt buckles, you know. But these folks, you know, they were cool about it. And they and we, had a, we were talking to a gentleman with a GTX that was just, in, it was an insane car. And he knew top to bottom. And you know, the Chrysler people, they don't give you the weird handshake. They actually tell you what it is, and that's what it is. It's amazing. And for these guys to do it, here, Bill Gowling, come here. Come, come a little closer. Somehow, some way, find some money underneath your, your couch or find that ATM that you've got buried in your backyard. This place, the Roseville Mopart thing that has your name on the top of it, is going to blow up. It's going to explode. Ooh, maybe we shouldn't say that in 2022. It's going to get really, really big, you know. And uh, I don't know how many people are going to be buying Jeeps and whatnot on that side. But this side, you got the right people with Dave Radcliffe running the place. You got the right location right there on Gratiot and Roseville. And you got the right stuff, you know, that. There's kind of not a lot of Chrysler dealerships that will do this and have real mechanics, guys that actually know, you know, what a sun, <laughs> a sun wall looks like. Good Lord. I'm telling you, Bill, psst, psst, psst. open up that wallet, son, man. You are going to be making all kinds of money, talking about making all kinds of money. we got to get out of here. The, the uh, Detroit Sports Authorities are going to come up here live at 7 o'clock. They're going to be right down the hallway to Studio B. If you love Detroit sports as much as they do, you'll love the Detroit Sports Authorities coming up here today at 7 p.m. But till that time, kiddies, we got to get out of here. So, But always, we are, always, we're going to see you, and we're going to talk about them pesky lines. But remember to always follow your dreams, right? 